Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga. Yo, 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 guys. Welcome back to Tamas Island Podcast. Woo! Well, we talk a lot of shit, but we're grateful to have this opportunity to do it right to your face. Hey, welcome <laughs> back, y'all. I am Tamatonga, the host of Thomas on a podcast, of course, and my co-host to CV, the wrestling enthusiast, the wrestling savant, shit, the folk city hustler, the Twitter handle fire burning, son of a gun, <laughs> Ross Berman. Guys, thank you for joining us this week. We are going live here for your pleasures only. All right. It's Ross, mm-hmm. man. I know we got some shit to talk about. All right. But I'm going to yep. just fill everybody in on what's going on right now i am uh as you can see i'm in the dojo right now i'm mm-hmm. doing my 14-day quarantine i'm running up on it right? actually i'm finishing up my 14-day quarantine here on uh what's 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 today here it is I was, wednesday morning over here tuesday september, september 15th where you're at september 14th where i'm at that's right guys i'm talking to you back from the future so let's fucking go guys G1 is around the corner, and I'm fucking ready. I know. Look, this year we're not having a a press conference, and if you were in Thomas Island podcast this week, this past weekend, Mm -hmm. I did my press conference. I got D. We got Santa We got. I told her how it is. I just kept it 100. Last time you guys see me, I took a big old turd on the G1 and not gave zero fucks about it. But this year, let's just say in the past three years, I've maybe grown a little bit. Maybe some maturity level. You can see it right here on my chin with the white hairs going all over the place. But maybe, maybe we'll see if this G1. But I'm, I am sure to make my impact this coming tournament. Ross, I'm going to just hand over the mic to you. Let's let's talk some shit, man. Let me know what's Hell. going on in America, man. Yeah, let's before we start getting deep into the G1 because there is a lot to talk about there, especially with that coming up uh, starting on September 18th. It's been a pretty big weekend in uh, in North America. Well, not technically the weekend. It was a big Monday night, a night that united the wrestling world, which is something that Monday Night Raw just usually does not do. Uh, on this week's edition of Monday Night Raw, they spent the entire episode having Big E run around, whether it be in the ring or backstage, reminding people, hey, I'm going to cash in my money in the bank contract on whoever wins the main event title tonight. And then come main event time, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley have a hell of a match, a nice little barn burner considering uh, what everyone was expecting afterwards. Bobby Lashley retains over Randy Orton. And then, as he promised, Big E showed up after the main event, challenged Bobby Lashley the winner, defeated Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. And now Big E 
is our, our, Tama, everyone's WWE champion. How does that make you feel? Oh, man, give me a hell yeah. That's what I'm hell talking yeah. about, man. Big congratulations to Big E, man. Well-deserved brother over there. I know uh, I've seen all over social media a lot of names congratulating my man. That just tells you what kind of person he is in mm. front of the camera and behind the scenes. So big congrats to my big man. What was that? Was it like the first time? If I'm not correct, you can correct me here yeah. if I'm wrong, Ross, but I've read somewhere that that's the first time in history that the title has been, or at least the WWE title has been changed from one black American, African American to another. Is that true? Yep. Yep. You are 100% correct on that. For the first time in WWE history, the WWE title changed hands from one black superstar to another. A repeat of the history that was made with the SmackDown women's title uh, earlier at WrestleMania, where it was the first, uh, not only the first WrestleMania main event between two black superstars, but the first time that a WWE uh, women's championship went from one black superstar to another black superstar. So yeah, it was a history has been made and it, it does also kind of speak to all of the strides WWE has made that we're kind of running out of accolades to put on the black champions. Like we're literally now at the point where like Big E was the first black champion to win it from a black champion. And so now it's the the diversity seems to really be setting in. WWE feels like it really starts to feels like America because even outside of the, the title scene, you've got uh, Mustafa Ali and uh, and Mansoor running around with the New Day in an eight man tag match. Jinder Mahal has uh, a couple guys behind him. It's just it's a it's a much more colorful show, and I think I think okay. you really are starting to see, I see you're starting you. to see people really yeah. Okay, WWE, I see you. Oh, you know here we are trying to think. Just you know, is losing his grip on wrestling, but really, they're uh, Ross man. I think they're up to play ball. I think they mm-hmm. know what's coming. Yep. Absolutely. And it's and it really is more of an what's what's old is new again approach. Yes, this was the first time that that uh, a black superstar won the WWE title from another black superstar. But I mean, when when Vince McMahon Sr. was building his reputation in the garden, he was all about putting the title on the Italians, the Puerto Ricans, the various the Irish, the various minorities that made up uh, New York City. And so now you're starting to see WWE take that mentality nationwide they there was a time when they were for lack of a better term a very white bread company the attitude era was just a very very white time and now they're finally (laughs) starting to now they're finally starting to to reflect the the audience (laughs) yeah no it 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 really like the the rock was an outlier for a very long time and now he's now there's actually starting to be a legacy of black champions in the wwe that people can actually hang their hats on and actually say that hey i i i actually have some heroes over there now as opposed to like because there's a lot of black superstars that I feel like people have been like, oh, they could have been champion, and that's good enough for people. Mm-hmm. But now they actually, now they actually have champions they can point to and say, look at this, black people actually draw money. Everyone take note. Touché, Just a fan, man. All right, Big E, man. Okay, and, WWE, and, we see you from over here, man. Uh, I like you- that. And it wasn't it wasn't just wrestling fans. You had AEW superstars talking about how happy Brody Lee would be seeing for to see Big E win. You you had people from New Japan uh, celebrating it. You had people from MLW. The entire wrestling world really really loved Big E, 
and rightfully so. The man has been an uncompromising member of the WWE roster for a very long time. This is a guy who it feels like they kept telling him to get serious. They kept telling him to become a heel and he would just get goofier. He would say, every time you tell me to be more serious, I am going to make you laugh harder and harder. I remember there was one time Booker T was like, I don't know if Big E is serious enough to be a champion. So Big E decided to roll down the ramp on Raw to really just stick it to Booker T that like, yeah, you're damn right. I am a goofy goofy dude and now he now that goofy dude is the wwe champion but it just, I like it. just you stick yeah. to your guns man you stick to mm-hmm. your guns and and there you have it ladies and gentlemen you know everybody's got perceptions of what you should be in their eyes but that's mm-hmm. if that's not you fuck them you do you man <laughs> you do you it's your life when your time is up and you lay in that casket, they're not laying with you. You're laying by your goddamn self. So you better do what you feel inside. Big congrats again to Big E, man. Hell yeah. Congratulations to Big E. A beautiful moment in the in the WWE. And it, it it really does feel like, you know, this fall is going to be a very big time for wrestling. Since we kind of got into this in the happy hour, and I want to bring it up here on the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's the first time that there is a, a, a viable pro wrestling alternative in the world. You've got AEW, and then you've also got all the work AEW is doing for the indie scene and with New Japan and with uh, AAA. And WWE is really seeming to go hard into the sports entertainment side of things. They're, re- they're starting to focus on guys like Omos. They're focusing on guys like, uh, oh, who's a good example? I mean, hell, Big E was a gro- is a homegrown talent. They, mm-hmm. He started in FCW, NXT, all, of, all the way up through to the main roster. And so I, I really think that WWE and AEW are finally starting to go their, their separate ways, so to speak. They're not going to necessarily be be going after each other the way they might have been in the past. Yes, they're still going to be competing with each other, but if, if WWE isn't going to be actively hobbling AEW to the point where like AEW's gotten Brian Danielson, they've gotten Adam Cole, they might get Kevin Steen, for, and currently Kevin Owens, depending on, on what his contract shapes up to be. It feels like WWE is a little more comfortable in giving away talent to uh, to the not only to AEW, but to the independent scene, to the Japanese wrestling scene, to just the wrestling world in general. And I don't know, do you think that could be enough of an olive branch to kind of keep these two sides of the, the, the coin like from from really coming into odds with each other? Or do you, th- or do you think there's going to inevitably kind of smash up against each other again i don't know where, where do you see it going tom ah oh, shit it, I, I, to me personally the way i look at it yep the the root of all this is show business this is mm-hmm. show business and they're gonna no matter what you're competing with each other no matter what branch you take it's still show business it's still pro wrestling it's still entertainment so it, it it's gonna go mm-hmm. i think they're gonna always clash yep. i think they're oh, always yeah. gonna clash well, and it's, it does it, it does just by the nature of the business lend to some inevitabilities. I mean, we're seeing that right now with New Japan and AEW. Uh, John Moxley was originally supposed to be part of the Battle in the Valley uh, show that y'all are doing on November thirteenth, but that is now now after All Out, we now know that that's the same night as Full Gear. New Japan has just announced that that John Moxley won't be at that show, but Will Osprey will. They're they're really making some. They're really throwing in some names there to kind of do a, a, a make good on that. But this is this is kind of the clashes I'm talking about. Not necessarily one company hobbling each other at the scheduling mishaps because they're not the same company. AEW is not always going to know what New Japan is doing and New Japan is not always going to know what AEW is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that's going to require that's going to require some patience from the fans. It's going to require some 
some some sorting out, but it's not going to be as like, I don't know, it's not going to be as openly petty, I think, as that the Monday Night Wars were or even the, the early days of, of AEW versus NXT. It does. kind. I mean, hell, they're they're at the point now where, where WWE can, you know, still sell out the garden. AEW has sold out Arthur Ashe. And these are shows that are within like two weeks of each other. That's a pretty healthy. That's a pretty healthy wrestling market. Yes, it's New York, and you know New York is very big, but it still suggests that there are two healthy alternatives right now. And if if WWE really means that they're gonna they're gonna stick to the sports entertainment thing, they're gonna let AEW have the wrestlers that they want to have because that's that's their thing. AEW is like, if you want to be a wrestler, come here. If you want to be a sports entertainer, go to WWE. Nick Khan seems to be kind of going in the same direction, and so it feels like. It feels like they might actually be able to to let each other exist, but again, it's like you said, it's show business, and so we we won't know until it's fifty years from now. And someone Pepsi, that's exactly there's still still the same sugary drink you're gonna kill yourself with. You're gonna have a Pepsi. You're gonna have a Coke. Your choice. Yeah, they're they're either they're either gonna clash or they're gonna get so big that they have to clash by the nature of it anyway, because that's what happened with Pepsi. I mean, they're not. They, they are just clashing because they're not in competition with each other anymore, but they are because they're all in competition for the world. Um, mm-hmm. And so and so there are some there are some business realities there. But speaking of business realities, WWE doing a good job of, of, of now apparently getting the contract situation under control. Just announced that Pete Dunne has re-signed with the company, which uh, after all of the current uh, uh, releases and current uh you know, stuff like Adam Cole straight up having his contract lapse. It sounds like someone has finally taken a look at the contracts and figuring out how stuff is, is going on down there. But a, <laughs> a lot of these contracts are restructured so that they will be they will be up by either end of this year or early next year. That's what we're hearing with, with Kevin Owens. He's supposedly now his reworked deal puts him up in January of 2022. And so it's it's going to be real interesting to see what WWE does with all of the money that they're going to have next year. Cause they are, they are, they're freed. They freed up a lot of talent this year, which means the next year that budget is going to be huge. And it's, you know, it either means they're going to sign someone or some, a few big names, or it means they're just going to double down on the people they've got and throw that money at, at your Roman Reigns is at your Miz's at your Randy Orton's to kind of keep them on that extra, that, that the slightly higher tax. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cause like it does, like right now wwe is the uh how do i put this they're like they're like fantasy camp wrestling if you're a, if you're a trey young or a, a logan paul or if you're a a bad bunny and you want you want to come in they have some wrestlers who are going to make sure that uh as long as you give 100 percent, you're going to look like a million bucks in there and yeah. they get to kind of exist on that level and the pro re- the pro wrestling business gets to be the the pro wrestling business where tony khan's and, and everyone's still selling out buildings and, and doing their shows Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wow. Um, you, but you, it, you said fantasy, man. That that that's very similar to dream business, right? We got the fantasy business, yeah, dream no. business. They're they're the same thing. We're well, talking about but, but, pro wrestling and sports entertainment well, to me. 
I, I, mm-hmm. I don't see well people keep saying there's pro wrestling there's, inter- there's, there's sports entertainment I don't see a difference that's just me personally oh no and I well and, and let me let me clarify the fit my fantasy camp kind of comment because it I think I think New Japan is in the dreams business of its audience right like that mm-hmm. those are the dreams they're trying to cater to mm-hmm. whereas like the W with WWE they are trying to cater to Bad Bunny his dreams of being mm-hmm. in Wrestlemania and through that, they get plenty of Bad Bunny fans. They also have plenty of WWE fans. Are like, mm-hmm. hey, cool! If he's living his dream, I can live my dream too. Uh, oh, but it's it's point. it's more but it's more of a trickle down dream uh, business than a, like a straight <laughs> to the audience dream business. And I think that I think that's why Biggie's cash in felt so big because this is this nothing's trickling down. This is literally just straight to the audience. Here you go, Biggie, yeah. the man that y'all have been behind for a very long time, who people have been you know calling yeah. is the shining star of the new day he's finally got it and so the, it maybe they'll start you know doing a bit more of that mainlining the dreams but yeah it's it's two different dream businesses it's both the got dream you. business i agree yes. with you in that but it's it's two very different structures um aew also had a a, a i mean they've got they, they've got brian danielson running around possibly challenging kenny omega but they did get into a little bit of a kerfuffle this past uh this past wednesday <laughs> this is i mean yeah, I, I am actually grateful that for once it was a slow enough news week that we have to talk about this if we're going to talk about the news. They cut off Minoru Suzuki's music just a hair too soon. In fact, right before you would start to say Kaze Ninare, they decided that's when we're going to cut it. A lot of people got mad about that. And now it's it's turned into a whole storyline. Eddie Kingston has been brought into it. Lance Archer has been brought into it. They're going to be there's going to be a tag match over what is now being called even by CM Punk the Suzuki incident. What were your thoughts, Tama, on the Suzuki incident since we, we have to, oh, we just shit. have to. I, I mean, I, I only know a little, just as much uh, that you put out on Twitter that they cut out yep. the music. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You got to tell me, fill me in. No, man. they, they, they didn't have time to do the entire Suzuki entrance. They cut off the music. Uh, and so people got mad at that. They also didn't feel that they gave Suzuki enough time, whatever the hell that means. Um, but it, <laughs> I, I see it as, the kind of thing like when I watch a Suzuki match, you're always waiting for that moment where the opponent gets frustrated with him, right? And smacks him in the face. And that like wakes him up. Like that wakes up the demon when you see someone smack Suzuki. And I kind of, I kind of put cutting off the music in the same area. Like <laughs> I don't, don't get me wrong. I, I want to sing Kaze Nina, but what I really want is to see a pissed off Suzuki fight someone. If that pisses off Suzuki right from the start, like, Hey, go for it. Let's, uh, you know, let, let's make him mad and start hot. I don't know. I, I don't, I didn't see the, I didn't see the issue, but I also wasn't in Cincinnati assuming that I was going to shout Kaze Ninare. So I can't, I can't give the full, I can't give the full experience of what it was like to, to, to experience the Suzuki incident. But uh, as a fan at home, I don't know. It seems, it seems, it seems like a fun way to, to keep Suzuki around for it. Cause he's going to be in the States for a while. Now he's going to be doing a tag match with uh, Suzuki at Archer versus Mox and, and uh, 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 Kingston. So there's there's part of me that's like, what's his, it's entirely possible that this is exactly what Tony Khan wanted all along. This was this was either part of the plan or they were smart enough to roll with it. Either way, good on them. I'm gonna go uh, and roll with it. I'm hell yeah! Oh no, and I, I'm oh. the same way. Yeah, shit. I would have just I would have just had Kingston in the production truck. Like, oh well, uh, just you know, something give give someone that heat. Uh, but I guess I guess Tony Khan wants it for himself. Uh, but yeah, it, <laughs> what a heel! I like it. 
like it. Yeah, totally. He, he, he came out that, that. That's on. Yeah, What's go that? ahead. He's you know he's, he's becoming a little bit he's becoming a little more of a, a character than I think he had anticipated. Like between being the one to address the Suzuki incident and then also being the one he 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 now will just show up with a contract every now and then. recently signed Lee Moriarty uh, to to All Elite Wrestling on a, on a recent episode of Dark. Yeah. And so he is kind of he's kind of starting to come out of his shell a little bit. I don't I don't hate it. I, I especially when you're on the run he's been on. Maybe take that victory lap. <laughs> um but it it, it does tony yeah no I but like it, it but he rolling with it hell yeah he's rolling with it. and that is uh, and that of the game but speaking of game, we have the ultimate game coming up the ultimate tournament the ultimate uh in in professional wrestling the g1 climax starts on September 18th, we got our usual blocks. A lot of a lot of surprise names. You've got your your uh, your newer folks like like uh, Sh- Great O'Conn's in there. You got uh, Chase Owens is in there for is this his first or I, I believe this is his, either his first or his second uh, G1. Uh, you've got Yoshihashi. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ass G1. But I want to run mm-hmm. it with you because you are making your G1 return after, as you said at the beginning of the show, a couple, a few years ago, you were in the G1 and you said to hell with this and decided to remind everyone that disqualifications do exist in the G1, that you can get DQ'd <laughs> from time to time. No matter what people think about that referee's discretion, they will, if you go too far, they will call it. And you, uh, you were just, you were just kind of having a very postmodern deconstructionist version of the G1 saying everything you expect, I'm going to, I'm going to take you on a left turn. And, and that how, has how, caused everyone to think that I can't fucking wrestle. What the, <laughs> it's followed ooh. me now, but guess what? That's the shit we're looking for people. That's mm-hmm. what I, that's what I thrive on. It's not living to your dumbass expectations. All right. Mm-hmm. I love, I love it. I love to turn that twist throw some fucking some spice in that and just turn it and give you a taste that you've never tasted before like shitting on a g1 and have you guys eat that shit mm-hmm. but now absolutely years later maybe thomas Hunger has grown a little bit maturity uh, level has maybe gone up a notch maybe maybe ross we'll maybe. see we'll see i we'll see this you want if i if, my, if maybe i matured maybe this white here white hair here i've either grown it or i painted it on myself we'll see <laughs> <laughs> that that, t- that uh, was it just for men touch of gray um yeah no it, you're, you're, it's it's three years later you're three years older and so it does it it does seem like you're in a a, a different place because like you are now, back when you were in the last g1 you hadn't gotten to the point you're at now you've got the most iwg you and your brother have the most iwgp tag title reigns of any team in his in the history of uh new japan pro wrestling you finally won the World Tag League after many years of, of arduous trying. And so now it feels like you're kind of in a place where you, you know, you've got that, you got that proven yourself to do. I mean, it, the, the, your first match in the G1, I feel like is a great test of that. Cause you're taking on Sonata. This is a guy you, you do not have a shortage of history with. I mean, especially mm-hmm. in Tag League, especially in the, uh, in the battles for the IWGP tag team title. 
And so, do you feel like do you feel like this match that you got caught up with Sonata is that's going to be the the kind of te- that's going to be the the first like test to see where you're to see how you've grown because like like I've said, you faced Sonata before, but now there is no there is there's no evil like there used to be on his side. There's no Tonga Loa like there used to be on your side, and so you finally get to go toe to toe with someone who, as you have said, you two have very you have very similar styles. It's going to be yeah, it's not not but, exactly a styles clash. But he's not the test. No, okay. I, I feel that he is my warm up. Oh, my greasing the greasing the wheels to get back in this G one mm-hmm. because Sonata and I has always had bangers. As, oh yeah. As, as a singles competitor and our G1s together, we've always had bangers. I, mm-hmm. I understand that. I understood that from the very beginning. Uh, when he came in for his G1 and my with my first G1, we killed it. Match, match of the night, my mm-hmm. first year. So I, I have no doubt that, that me and him can throw down. And so I just feel he is my warm-up back into this, to the, to this machine. Um, mm-hmm. And but then, if I was gonna if I was gonna name a tester, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be Tanahashi. I don't know if you all remember this, but I've beaten Tanahashi in the G1 yep. before. Now I understand him very well. To me, my test would be if I've leveled up is 100% Okada. Now I've said this, I've said this in 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 my press conference on Thomas Island Patreon. Mm-hmm. The test is Okada. Why Okada? Because no matter what, Okada is still the face of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He is the golden boy. Not Shingo. Not fucking Will Ospreay. <laughs> not, not, you know, that ball has been handed from Tanahashi to Okada. And it's still being, we're still waiting to who takes it next. Mm-hmm. I don't care if, you, you have to understand you know yeah. what? What that symbol that Okada stands for, man? It's the rainmaker. He's the t- I mean, t- for a decade, right? Almost a decade. He's mm-hmm. he's run that gauntlet against Tanahashi from guys that like even Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega made his name against Okada. You have to understand. You make your name against Okada. That's that's mm-hmm. the that's the guy right there. So if I was gonna test myself, see where my level was at, Okada's the guy. Damn, that's a long ass too. I could have just said Okada's nope. the guy to test my goddamn skills. I could have just no, but the damn chase, but man, no, but, we got, a, we got an hour long podcast. I'm trying to fill. No, exactly. And you're not wrong. He's the rainmaker. He has been. He has been the ace, and he has. He's kind of been reluctant to retake that ace role now that Shingo and Will Osprey and Ibushi and all of these other guys seem to be kind of uh, squabbling for it. But not only is it is it Okada, you're going to be facing Okada in a main event. Which your match with Tanahashi is not is is I think semi main something like but you're going to be closing the show against Okada and if you beat him in a G1 climax match you do something that a a, a certain former member of Bullet Club uh, has never done in fact he's made his name on the fact that he he got to that G1 climax final and faced Okada but he didn't he didn't beat Okada and so do you kind of feel like if you can beat Okada that's going to be one more thing that you can, you can kind of hang over Carl Anderson's head. That you actually you were able to defeat Kazuchika Okada in the G1. I mean, as that I just adds to the list of many things that I'm able mm-hmm. to do above Carl Anderson. But yes, yeah. yes, that'll add to it. Sure, why not? Carl, is, is he what, what's Carl Anderson doing right now? What's he doing? He's 
He's currently, uh, I believe, still the the Impact Tag Team Champion. I, I, let me look that up. He, he is still, I believe, the Impact Tag Team Champion. He's running around on uh, uh, with with the Elite over on on AEW, but he's he's not in he's not in the G one. Uh, he he's not uh, really. He's he's just kind of hanging out here in North America, you know, like like a lot of us are. Uh, he's he doesn't. <laughs> I'm just going to be real about it. He does. He doesn't have the fall coming up that you seem to do. He doesn't have the autumn coming up that you seem to seem to oh. have ahead of you. Damn. I had, maybe, him, I had him lined up in my, in my uh, G1 uh, lineup where I was smacking the shit out of everybody. <laughs> face. He was the last one. In well, line. I don't know if y'all saw that. If y'all, if y'all haven't seen that, that's, that was a beauty. That's an art right there. Go to my Twitter, it, my Instagram, Tama underscore Tonga on my Twitter and look up my video. Well, I'm, 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 I'm pimp handing everybody, man. That's how I approach this G1. I told you, I'm I am going into this G1 like a goddamn gorilla, man. I'm gonna again take yep. that gorilla. You're going like smack shit out of everybody. You're you're going in like Anoki was going out, just smacking the hell out of every single person. If you haven't seen that, seen that video, he's not wrong. He doesn't only he doesn't only say he's gonna smack the shit out of B block. He's gonna smack the shit out of A block. I believe CMLL is in there. ROH is in there. Like ROH, pretty much the entire wrestling AW, world. You're putting w, everyone on notice. Lying everybody. <laughs> oh um, shit. Okay. Well, anyways, yes, the G one. Sorry, we 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 ran no, no, Let's get back to business. The, was, the G, yes. So G one, so, yes, Okada. That's the test. Um, I, you know, they've asked me who who I would like to face in in A block. If there's anybody? Um, I haven't been paying attention to A block. I'm only focused on my B block. But there's one guy. Um, mm-hmm. it would be Ibushi. Okay. With uh with um uh, would be my guy. I, I I think he's he's a phenomenal wrestler, and I like to. We've had a few squabbles as, in, in the tag league, and I like to go with him one on one. Very athletic, <laughs> and I like to knock him down too. I think, yeah, there you go. That would that would be a hell that would be a hell of a final Thomas Hong versus uh, versus Kota Ibushi, and it does kind of feel like this is going to be one of those make or break tournaments for Kota Ibushi because he's won. Plenty of G1 climaxes. He's even won the double gold. Mm-hmm. Lost the IWGP World Heavyweight Title in his in his first defense. Like it doesn't feel like he 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 just to to Tana, Tokyo Dome. Like he he needs this G1 to be uh be like the G1s of old. He needs to kind of tap into that old angry uh uh motivated. It feels like Ubushi to really uh, come out of this because he does not have a. Not have a, a an easy block ahead of him. He's got guys like Great O'Conn, who has a ton of momentum going right now. Zack mm-hmm. Saber Jr., who always finds a way to sneak some stuff out. Tetsuya mm-hmm. Naito, who, if you believe uh, the the witchy magic around Tetsuya Naito, he supposedly wins it every four years. He won it in uh, I guess uh, it, this is the this is the now the uh, four years since he last won it, and so it's it's kind of on him to prove that pattern correct. Then you got Shingo Takagi, who, while he's not only the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, he's an IWGP Heavyweight Champion who has someone else running around with his belt claiming that he's also the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, and so Shingo has that much more to prove than I think any champion that's been in the G1 in the past because he has to not only prove that he's worth holding the belt, he has to prove that he's better than Osprey. He has to prove that he's not a paper champion. Like, there is, there are, a, there's a lot of pressure on Shingo. I, I... I, I I think he's I think he's gonna do okay, but I I feel a little bad for just how much uh, 
how much pressure he's going to be kind of having on him because he's he's had a a a hell of a run with the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, but he you know when you add to the fact that he had to battle COVID in the middle of his reign, he tested positive for a, a couple mm-hmm. weeks to be quarantined. Then you add the fact that Will Osprey is not only running around saying he's the real world's champion, he's also, I mean, pretty much at every turn calling Shingo uh, ev- everything under the sun that you don't want to be called. <laughs> and so it, ju- it just feels like the deck bit. is stacked against right <laughs> He's not in the G1. He's running around North America. Bitches. <laughs> no. And I do not I do not mean this. I do not I mean this with absolute respect for where all of the young lions in the dojo are at in their training journey, but when the world heavyweight champion is run around challenging young lions and saying he's the real world champion, something doesn't pass the smell test there. And I'm going to you know, say it'd this be with like, the utmost like, disrespect. Well, I was like, little bitch, you know, bitch ass, running around. Look at you with your fake ass belt, a little plastic belt running around saying you're the champ. If you were the champ, you'd be here in this G1. If you were the champ, you'd have to be here grueling, going through the gauntlet like the rest of us that want to be here instead of going against the, the LA Dojo young boys. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're talking about recruiting people. What the fuck? Yeah. little bitch. <laughs> well that's the thing he's like he's like i'm trying to recruit people out of one side of his mouth then out of the other side of his mouth he's like all the rookies are worthless like he put up a post where he, was, he like he went through everything wrong with all of the la dojo kids and, and like, like it's I, just, can't, I can't tell what the fuck he's doing on social media he's like recruiting then he's like oh oh, oh robbie eagles i miss you give me a hug what the fuck <laughs> but bitch. buddy Mur- buddy murphy come here but you're all terrible yeah, compared yeah, to me buddy, like, i got a buddy that i'm bringing in i've never i, I feel like this guy is like tripolar he's he doesn't have a fucking idea what the fuck he's doing you see one guy then another guy and then he's tweeting another fucking guy and on facebook trying to fucking connect with doing all links and shit what the fuck are you doing ross ray you fucking bitch he's (laughs) he's what the he's what the kids would describe on one and tweeting through it uh it definitely feels (laughs) like it definitely feels like he he he's gone a little bit unhinged but again i i feel like that also puts pressure on shingo takagi to be like i have to be the professional if we've got one guy running around north america being as unhinged as possible i have to be as professional as possible i have to make sure that i am the utmost representation of what a champion should be and that's easy that's hard on an easy day then you have the g1 climax to that like i shingo's got a shingo's got a stacked ass deck Oh shit! And then I, I'm reading here on on uh, the Twitch chat here, Blue Jay Bry say Osprey got crucified yep. by Kenny Omega. I fucking saw that tweet. Yes, yep. he did. And Homeboy's comeback was uh, things got halted because of the COVID, and you know that Osprey, <laughs> you bitch, you bitch. You that's <laughs> that's because that that well and let's be real about that. that's because even osprey knows he screwed up because omega didn't drag he didn't just drag osprey into it he dragged the whole company into it which is what uh-huh. happens when you're the champion and you're running around track talking trash like they're not just it's not if you've got it, i'm going to say this not just for osprey not just for takagi anyone who's got a world title whether it be from the the highest from Big E with the wwe championship all the way down to the, the lowest indie if you've got a world title you are that company. Even if you're just uh-huh. claiming, even if you're just claiming that, hey, I got injured, I never lost it, so I'm the champion. You're representing that company. And if oh. you if 
if you write a check that your your ass can't cash, that's the whole company that has to no has to take that to licking. Stand on, man. You're standing yeah. on a fucking stool of lies, of fake mm-hmm. bullshit, Osprey, and you trying to throw fights with other people while you're while you're having a feud with our fucking young boys mm-hmm. in L.A. You can't, you fucking idiot. Ah, oh, shit. Way to way to go, Will. Oh, I should just say Dick Osprey. Well, go <laughs> Dick. <laughs> oh, he. You. <laughs> I I try to be on a unbiased, but yeah, no. He he's he's being a straight dick right now, especially when you consider like Great Ocon has a lot of momentum right now. Jeff Cobb has a lot of momentum right now. They're going into the G one, mm-hmm. representing the United Empire, this newly formed faction that Will Osprey is supposedly the leader of. And it it again, again, if I'm Jeff Cobb, if I'm Great Ocon, I'm thinking now I have to prove myself that much more because not only do I have to win this for me, I have to win to everyone that United Empire is as good as our bosses say, yada, yada, yada. Like they they have to take, they have to do Will's dirty work in the G1. And so that also oh, seems to see, just be that's, putting in. That's what, that's what I'm going to correct you right now. From here on out, I, mm-hmm. Cobb is the leader. Cobb is the leader. The second in command, which would be the underboss, would be Khan. Uh, uh, yep. Cobb is the leader. Khan, what's Great Ocon? We took Great Ocon. Oh, right. He's, he just no, he's still, he's still, he's still Great Ocon, uh, according Ocon. to every every match graphic. Okay, so he he's the underboss. Uh, yep. Other than that, they they need other players. I I feel mm-hmm. that Osprey has has gone down three pegs. Or two yep. pegs, on two pegs. You're no longer if you're not here in Japan to hold your position, you know. But who that you can't you can't run around claiming claiming that mm-hmm. shit anymore, man. You're not. You're just not that guy no more. Mm-hmm. No, I'm 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 completely with you between Osprey doing his own thing in America and then Hanare being trapped in New Zealand uh, due to, to travel restrictions. I mean. United Empire is Cobb and Ocon's thing, and mm-hmm. because they were because they were already a team of it. I mean, they competed in tag league. They have always been, I think, more paired together uh, than the than the other two. They just they feel like the heart and the soul of that faction right now. Mm-hmm. You add the fact that Cobb has been on a real dominant streak. Let's. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you haven't watched Wrestle Grand Slam yet, get on it. But he beat Okada. Jeff Cobb is going into the G One having beaten. Okada. Mm-hmm. Great Okan is going into it as one of I, I think the the better examples of, of how an excursion can help someone grow as a wrestler and a character. Because I mean take mm-hmm. Tomoyuki Oka from a few years ago and compare him to great the guy that's going into the, the G1 right now. It's it's beyond night and day. It's a whole it's it's every bit of that three years or however long he was gone. Yeah. Uh, and so they they have a lot to prove and i th- i i think they're out to i think they're out to do it i think it's going to be a very a very interesting a very interesting uh tournament on that side cuz like like we said a block i'll just run through it we got ibushi oh, be, we got okada before, before before we go i i see here on a tweet somebody was saying something about uh chase owens and i've been seeing a lot of stuff uh of people commenting on chase owens being the g1 i think a lot of people have never seen chase owens in the indies because yep. that man is really oh, I, fucking good he's really I fucking can, good and you he, know, he used to come year, through freelance he used to what oh he used to come through freelance wrestling here in, in chicago all the time like yeah. he's the dude is the dude is legit i remember he was in a couple super juniors as well yeah. but like if you if you really go back and watch those i 
I wouldn't count him out. I mean, hell, the match with Yano in in the dome was fantastic. I mean, yeah. especially if you're looking for you're looking for a plunder brawl, they brought everything and then some. Uh, yeah. No, I I'm with you. Chase is under you know don't don't look at him and judge him by Jesse. Look, he's very athletic and probably one of the like the cleanest, mm-hmm. smoothest wrestlers I, I I've seen and. To be honest with you, if you guys realize, I don't know if you realize this, but for a foreigner to to last in New Japan and that didn't come up through the system, you got to be fucking good, man. And and Chase is that good. I'm actually, that's one of my matches I'm looking forward to just because I know how good he is. Mm -hmm. And I, shoot, man, Chase, y'all better look up his indie stuff. My man is really fucking good. Mm -hmm. Anyway. And and you're. No, and you're right. He's he's your second match uh, of the of the tournament. You get Sonata, and then you get Chase Owens after that. And I, I also feel like Bullet Club's in a very interesting place right now because for a long time, whenever there was a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club uh, mm-hmm. match in G1, there's always all of this. Oh no, what's what's going to happen yeah. between Bullet Club? Are they going to be able to get along? And it's now gotten to the point where I think we all just know Bullet Club is just they're there to compete, like you and. Yeah. are going to leave it all in the ring when uh Yujiro and kenta face each other you're going to leave it all in the ring when you and mm-hmm. evil face each other so and so uh mm-hmm. so it does it does feel like bullet club is going into this a little bit more a little bit more united at least in the fans eyes than they have yeah. been uh in the past and so that's that i think is going to be a definitely an interesting definitely I an also, interesting kind of twist on this g1 oh god yeah i also think okay if you look at, at bullet club I, it's a very uh, it's a different time right now. We've mm-hmm. just created a, another group, the House yep. of um, House of Torture. Yes, the, the I, Hot I Boys. Terror, like you did. <laughs> yep. House of no, Terror. I finally, House of Torture. It's the same. I finally pot, got H O T. I finally got that frog out of my throat. House of Torture. House of Torture. House, house of, of Torture. torture. <laughs> house of Torture. I think it's a different time for for us mm-hmm. in Bullet Club. Just we all understand that things need to be stepped up in the times like this uh, in New Japan and in, in Japan overall, it, everybody understand we need to step up. And I think uh, I, I really believe these guys that are in it right now are we're, we're in it to, to brawl. We're in it to, to show how good we really are. We got uh, key members mm-hmm. that are not here with us anymore. Jay White. Um, shit. It, you know, we, we got to step up. People got to step up. Mm-hmm. And, and Bullet Club's also in a very interesting place because this is, you know, the past few years are the first time where Bullet Club actually has members that are, for lack of a better term, established. Because, like, when Bullet Club started, it was four young, hungry wrestlers that were just mm-hmm. trying to, to establish themselves, make a name for themselves. And now, I mean, it's like, it's, I went through your accolades earlier. You've made a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. Evil is a double champion. He's made a name for himself. And so you've got enough enough established stars. And now with the addition of Chris Bay, Hikuleo, with Jay White still being, you know, very not um, not exactly on the, the, the wrong end of 30 or anything. Mm-hmm. It you have a young kind of part of Bullet Club that you almost have to set an example for to show like mm-hmm. this is, you know, if you're gonna Chris Bay, yes, you're doing great, but if you're going to carry yourself in Bullet Club, watch the G1. This is how you're supposed to carry yourself. Hikuleo, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's learned plenty from you, but you can always learn more. And yep. so does it Does it kind of feel like that, uh, that, that you know, you're kind of setting that example now for the, the younger generation of Bullet Club? 100%, man. 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, to keep this thing going, to keep Bullet Club going, it's 
you know, we gotta keep showing because mm-hmm. our time was gonna come up, and the, these younger guys gonna come in and take our place. It's the wheel keeps turning, man, and I feel that's yeah. what's made Bullet Club still stay strong here in Japan is that we're able to rotate and keep going, keep moving, keep bringing guys up. Mm-hmm. We're able to share that that spot with people when the time is, it has come. And I feel like that was something the NWO never quite like understood. Like the NWO was always guys from the same generation or at least within mm-hmm. the same like couple generations. And so it never got to that point where like now we're at the point where you Fale, you're still, you guys are OG members that are still in mm-hmm. Bullet Club. And now you have, as I've said, on Twitter numerous times. Now you have Chris Bay and Hikuleo kind of mirror. Now I'm not going to say they're, you know, complete carbon copies or anything, but they kind of mirror that energy that mm-hmm. Devitt and Fale had when they first joined together. You start yeah. to see these parallels starting to form in Bullet Club. And so like, it does, it does feel like, it does feel like you act like Bullet Club actually has this, this future in not just, not just Hikuleo, not just Chris Bay, but now you've got show. Now you've got like some, some people that folks have really wanted to see, stand out for a long time and bullet club has that extra chip on their shoulder we we always we've said this from the beginning we're always looking to the future we're always looking how to keep this going how to keep this Mm -hmm. this wheel moving running turning and i i feel um that was the weak link of a lot of factions that nobody wanted to give up their position nobody Mm -hmm. wanted to share nobody wanted the next guy to be the star nobody wanted to give to pass it along, you know, it, it, in, in this faction of ours and this thing of ours, I'm a, I'm a approach it like a mob, this thing of ours, yep. you know, you, you want you in, man, you gotta, you gotta keep this for this to stay alive for this thing of ours to stay alive. You gotta keep moving and you gotta pass it on. It's, it's a, we thing. It's an us mm-hmm. thing. Us thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it feels, it feels like this G1 will really, We'll, we'll probably solidify this. I, I don't know. We'll, when we when we we come back on October twenty first after uh, you know eighteen shows of G one action, I'll see if I'm eating crow or if I'm I'm you know patting myself on the back. But it feels like it will be uh, feels like it will be an interesting interesting autumn for Bullet Club and an interesting I mean it's an interesting autumn for for New Japan in general because while Bullet while G one climax is running. You have some pretty serious shows coming up in North America. You've got the Autumn Attack shows in uh, in Dallas. You've got Battle in the Valley in San Jose, and so it does feel like there are. This is the first time we're like during the G1. We're also going to have New Japan action in our time zone as well, because like a lot of these sh- like New Japan Strong is now going to be on uh, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Kind of move is extracting itself from that rampage. Uh, uh, time slot and now this first episode that's going to be on saturday is going to be the first episode of the tapings that have fans in it and so now you're going to be seeing new japan strong with fans i mean there's there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces on the board for new japan right there's now and it's it, in a week but <laughs> yep oh absolutely no hey we're taking we were, up every day of the goddamn week man oh yeah no we got we got raw on monday we got nxt 2.0 on on tuesday we got dynamite on wednesday impacts on thursday rampage is on, and smackdown are on friday saturday we got new japan sunday uh we rest and then we go right back to it on monday sunday is the lord's day and then we're back to wrestling <laughs> well for most of you the rest of us are going to be the rest of us are going to be oh, staying yeah, up on the, right. the rest of us are going to be staying up on the sabbath going come on go mjf um but but yeah it's it definitely 
it's going to be an I, I I feel like a broken record how many times I say this, but it's going to be an exciting time to be uh, a wrestling fan. I do want to take it back to the G one out because the G one is it, it it can I feel like it can be very hard to lose focus in the G one. Yes, you have some matches that you could probably get tunnel vision, but like you've already said it, you're going to be taking on Tanahai mm-hmm. this one. You've already beaten him once before in the G one. But now he's the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. And so now that idea that you can beat Tanahashi doesn't just come with the, the bragging rights of beating Tanahashi. You now also put yourself in line for an IWGP United States title shot, which, right. you know, that it feels like the kind of thing that can pull your focus if you don't, if, if you let it. And so you kind of like keep, keep the tournament at the front of your mind, or is it just such a grueling schedule that it stays there? No, no. I'm, hey, every every person counts. You know, every every mm-hmm. guy that that I, I wrestle against, it's gonna get that same energy. But I understand mm-hmm. um, the test. I know, you know, every person is gonna get that same that same um, shit. I know I'm repeating myself. That same energy. It, it's, but I, yeah. I I've got a guy that I've I'm not uh, bypassing him. Tanahashi. I'm not bypassing. Sonata, I it's mm-hmm. you know Okada has been a guy that I've been here my you know my whole career, and I watched him come mm-hmm. in and go straight to the top and has been that guy, and I've never beaten Okada, and mm-hmm. that's something that's still in me that I have to prove myself that I am on that level, I'm on mm-hmm. that level, you know, not bypassing anybody else because I think no no Cobb is a formidable. Formable adversary. I, I, I mean, he could, he can't be. I mean, he's the man right now. He'd be Okada, you know. So I'm looking at this like, okay, all right, you know. But Okada has been a goal, a goal of mine for years. Yes, yep. that's the guy on top. And once I got my focus in on you, don't get me wrong, <laughs> Cobb is there too. I know what Cobb yep. is. I know what he's starting. I know what he's done. He's on that, on that. The crosshair too, but I'm. Mm-hmm. I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta get Cobb. I gotta get. I gotta get Okada. I gotta get Cobb. I gotta get Shingo. There's there's people mm-hmm. on the hit list that I I gotta hit, man. I, well, and this this is why I was. This is kind of the. This is why I asked you because it does it. And you've kind of answered my question in, in the roundabout way. It's such a. It's such a schedule, especially when you're in a block as loaded as as this year's B block is. Like it's, I, I feel like it would almost, yeah, I feel like by the time you get to the Tanahashi match, you're going to forget he's champion until he's, he ru- walks out with that belt. You know, you're just gonna be like, I'm here to fight Tanahashi. This isn't about the belt. It's about Tanahashi and the G1 and whatever comes next in the G1. Yeah. Um, but it, but especially when you're, you're trying to make this return to singles action, like you said, you, you kind of have a little bit to prove after the last G1 that you did. Mm-hmm. It would, it would be a very good way to, to kind of, you know, it would be a nice baptism by fire if not only do you, you beat Tanahashi once, but if you beat him again, you get to be the United the IWGP United States champion. I mean, that's that's a pretty damn that's a pretty good damn way to return to singles action. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I like I like the way you mind things, Ross. I'm in. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. But first and foremost, this is that G1. All I think of is right in front of me, one step in front of the other. One now, right now is a G1. Get to it. And every match, just focus in on, on what needs to be done, who I'm with that day, next day rest, whoever I'm with the next day. Absolutely. And here, let me, I'm just going to pull it up right now because we'll, we'll, we'll start talking about that because 
like I said, it's going to start this uh, this week, this weekend, September 18th, A Block, and then September 19th at just around 1 a.m. Eastern time. That is when B Block is going to be kicking off. You're going to be taking on Sonata like we've already said, but just to show how stacked this B Block is, their first main event is Okada versus Tanahashi, the, the, the kind of the, the, the gold standard of New Japan matches, as it were. I mean, this, this, is, this is Ali Frazier. This is, you know, uh, 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 I, I'm showing how little boxing I know, but it's Ali Frazier. Uh, and so, yeah, it's so, but it, 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 it does kind of feel like it's going to be a big night. Like I said, 1 a.m. Uh, September 19th, the, uh, in, it, I'll be doing all the, the coverage for WrestleZone. So you will have all kinds of results. We'll have all kinds of tweeting. If you're, if you're going to be up, I'll be up. If you're going to be uh, watching it later, I understand it's a grueling schedule. I just put the, the schedule up on WrestleZone a few nights ago, and it's, there's a lot of 5.30 a.m. shows for those of us in, in the United States. But I, got, I think I got enough Red Bull to, uh, to last me through. What are, you, what are your kind of final thoughts on the G1 as we, as we start to, to wind down here, Tom, as, you, as you're heading into that September 19th first show? Oh, shit. I, I think this is a very uh, important G1 of the past shit, especially now with what's going on in, in New Japan, mm-hmm. what's going on in Japan. I think it's pivotal uh, mm-hmm. with it coming the 50th anniversary of this company next year. I think this is coming into that. This is the gate to that. And it's mm-hmm. very important. So uh, it's a big milestone for this company, you know? So absolutely. No, you're not right. And, and that is, I think, why we put so much emphasis on the fact that Okada needs someone to take over for him. Cause I don't, it doesn't feel like Okada wants to be the face of, he was already the face of pretty much the 40th decade, him and him and Tanahashi. Doesn't sound like he wants to be the, the, the face of the fifth decade. And so it's going to be up to your Shingos. It's going to be up to your Naitos. It's going to be up to your Abushis, your Ospreys to, to really step up and say that, you know, we've had 50 years of new Japan. Here's what the next 50 years of new Japan are going to look like. I mean, I feel like that's what, that's what the new belt's about. That's what the new, you know, three nights of wrestle kingdom. Like it's going to be a big ass 50 year, uh, Mm -hmm. 50 year anniversary. And this is, this is the door to that. Um, yeah, going to be a hell of a time. Like I said, you can find me over at Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter. That's where I'll be tweeting out all of my, not only the wrestling thoughts, but the G1 coverage and just whatever the hell else comes to my mind as I'm, you know, sitting in front of my computer on, on any random day at Ross Berman IV on Instagram, Ross Berman bandcamp.com for all of my music. Tama, where can everyone find you as you, you head into G1 season? I'll be on Twitter, uh, Tama underscore Tonga. You can find me on Instagram, the good bad guy, Tama Tonga. And let's let's get on that TikTok. I've only got one post. Oh, yeah. I deleted the other ones. But you can find <laughs> me on TikTok. <laughs> you can find me on TikTok, uh, Tama Tonga uh, 1111. And that's, right. that's about as, as much as you're going to yeah. get from me on TikTok for now. But we'll see what we can do with this. As long as I figure it out. I'm not gonna be yep. doing no dancing videos. That's for damn. Sure. <laughs> damn, I was. Gonna, I, I thought you were finally gonna show. No. You're gonna finally hit hit Sonata where it hurts. Uh, <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, that's where you can find him, and also New Japan World is where you'll be able to see all of the G1 action. Not only will it have Japanese commentary, Kevin Kelly is gonna be apparently on site for every show with Chris Charlton joining him for the Tokyo shows. Uh, so it it will be. 
it will be damn accessible. It will be damn fun. And and we'll be having a blast on this podcast. You're going to be running through the G1. You'll be here from time. To, you'll either be on Zoom or you'll be in the chat. But I'll be bringing on a lot of the subscribers from Thomas Island. I'll be bringing a lot, a lot of guests that we've had in the past. Uh, some 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 familiar names and some some maybe new names. We'll see. But we're going to be having some fun with G1 coverage over the next uh, couple weeks. So thank you to everyone that's on the Twitch right now that's joined us, all the subscribers in the chat. Thank you to everyone that's subscribed over at patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. I'll still be running happy hours, so you we will we'll have plenty of time to be talking over there and thank you to everyone that's that uh, has subscribed to this podcast and is listening it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun couple of months folks yes sir thank you very much ross guys thank you on twitch twitch chat thanks guys for joining us and uh this is me i'm out ross we'll we'll keep in contact i'll tell you what's good what's not i, I don't know you let me know man you let me know oh, what yeah. I should, what, hey <laughs> All right, I'll guys, keep you informed. Don't worry. I'll keep me informed. There you go. <laughs> yep. You guys, uh, all the way out here in Japan, stay safe. Take your shots. Get clean. We'll get clean. Uh, we'll, we'll get your shot. There you go. <laughs> if if you need to get clean, get clean. Get I mean, clean. don't, don't get me. Hey, did you see that people are not washing themselves now? They only wait until they start getting snow. Yeah. What? A lot of, what a lot the of famous people doing that now? What? Wash your asses, people. Come on. <laughs> Wash your ass, wash your legs. That's that's the big one. People, Some people know to wash their ass, but apparently a lot of people don't know to wash their legs. You got to wash the whole legs, all right? You don't just, you don't just get the runoff. We're not in the trickle-down wash uh, thing here. We're trying to trying to scrub every inch. So, so get clean, people. Get, get, get clean. clean, get sanitary. Stay safe, y'all. Take care. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun Series, Weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.